Welcome to Lifting Leaders. We believe we need every voice, every idea, and every heart in order to seize every opportunity to tackle today's complex and challenging problems. Leaders hold the key to unleashing this power in every individual. We believe everyone's a leader. If you have an opportunity to influence others, then you're a leader. This podcast is for you. We want to lift you up and elevate your leadership capabilities to positively leverage the impact you have on the world's most critical challenges through energizing and unleashing the power of every voice. Today's leaders are facing the challenges of change in ways that have not been done before. Businesses realize that to remain competitive, they must innovate and reinvest themselves in ways that benefit our world. This presents challenges for every leader, whether new or seasoned, to re-examine their skills and experience and adjust where necessary. We will examine what it means to be a leader today and how to show up and have the highest positive impact. We will talk with leaders who are figuring it out every day, just like you. And we will also talk to experts who can share from their knowledge and challenge you to grow and try something new. And Trisha and I will be on the journey with you, sharing our more than 60 years of combined experience coaching and teaching leaders and organizations to be the best they can be. Join us on this adventure to unleash leader possibilities to make a better world. Hey, Crystal. Hi, how are you doing, Trisha? I'm great. I'm still reflecting on that conversation we had with Pam McLean from the Hudson Institute of Coaching at our last episode last week. It was so amazing, wasn't it? It really was. And, you know, I know that we have this whole different love for that person because of our affiliation with, you know, Hudson. So it's, it was just, it was such a gift. I just kind of felt like I was on cloud nine the whole time. And then afterwards too, I kind of floated on everything we learned for probably till about five minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's, um, it's definitely one that I hope people get a chance not only to listen once, but I think you've got to listen to it twice to really um, soak all in all that goodness. So yeah, what a what a gift it was for us, for us to have her on the podcast. I love that you said that, um, you know, try listening one, more than once because there were tons of nuggets in that. I, I'm not kidding. I, I did go back and listen to it, and I had to write notes. And as I was writing notes to find the perfect nuggets to land on, um, there were so many I couldn't. I just kept writing, kept writing. So it was just really a wonderful gift last week. You know, she shared that it's really important for leaders to see things from many perspectives, you know, say, especially today with the complexity that we have going on in the world at all different levels. So um, that, that whole act of navigating complexity, it makes me think about, I know, Edgar and Peter Schein. Of course it does, right? Mm -hmm. Pam talked about them, or talked about Edgar Schein for a second. And um, he was somebody that I studied when I was in one of my programs. So, of course, you know, I I went in in search of the book on my bookshelf. And um, lo and behold, he has a book that he wrote with his son, Peter Schein, And the book's called Organizational Culture and Leadership. And in that book, a lot of the things that Pam was talking about just came to life. You know, it was just another, it was like going to the textbook and and 
almost seeing Pam talking the words. It was pretty cool. So in that book, you know, they write about that role of the role that leaders um, as agents of change, particularly as we're facing like a lot of rapid change and um, at a global level. And that's sort of that complexity because there's so many things coming in at once. So that was something that, that Pam talked about. But, you know, there's a lot written about that. I've seen a lot of articles on it, especially these days. I don't know, since the, you know, since the pandemic started kind of not going away, but certainly quieting down a little bit, all this other stuff that is hitting us right now that is hard for people to deal with. Um, there's a lot of things that have been written about it, and you have to be really careful, I think, what we, what we read. Yeah, um, I I find that you know you go and you look up one thing in whatever your search engine is, and you find that there are you know thirty seven hundred pages of it. You know that there's probably going to be a few things that you're not really going to need to know. <laughs> yeah, I think it really brings up that really important point that was that she said in the podcast, as well as what we fundamentally believe is that even though the world has changed, there's a there's definitely things that are fundamental that we can, um, go back to and, and really sort of hang our hat on. And I think this is one of those, Mm -hmm. um, the work that he's done and the research that he's done really does help us understand how to build organizational cultures. And even though we have been through a lot, there's a lot of change going on in the world right now. This is one of those things that is foundational. So I'm really glad yes. that you chose to talk about this. Like you said, there's so many things we could have um, pulled out from the podcast with Pam, but I do think this is a really important one. So I'm glad that you're bringing it forward. Yeah, thanks. I, I, um, he's somebody that's a little closer to my heart when it comes to somebody I've read and I, and I understand, or at least I think I understand. Right. But, you know, one of the things that Edgar and Peter Schein uh, wrote about were what I call the need to haves when it comes to building a learning culture. And they really felt it was important to stress the need for leaders to, to help drive a learning culture. And the only way to do that is to be learners themselves, right? And so um, one of the things they said that if leaders wanted to experience what a learning culture really looks like, they needed to do 10 things. Well, we're not gonna go through all of the 10 things. I'm gonna, we'll we'll put um, a sighting on our website so that people will be able to find the book if they're interested in looking at it. But, there were a couple, though, that stuck out for me, and it was probably because they were ones that Pam kind of touched on as well. One was the commitment to truth through inquiry and dialogue, um, really realizing that there's a lot that we as leaders really just don't know, and acknowledging that it takes you light years ahead. There are so many people who don't are afraid of admitting what they don't know that they limit themselves. And so this whole thing is about, you know, coming to your own truth about what you don't know and being curious about how to grow, you know, what you don't know into what you know, basically. And so if all leaders adopt this stand, then the learning becomes common ground. And that in itself um, starts to build trust in others. It 
creates an environment where if, if all leaders are in that learning mode, then that does become a learning culture. It's a culture where everybody embraces curiosity and all sorts of other things to get to um, their truth and to their confidence, basically. Yeah, we've seen this so much in organizations, haven't we? When we're working with organizations around culture and engagement, really, it really mm-hmm. drives engagement as well. That to be a, be curious and to be not an expert, to be mm-hmm. somebody who's actually asking questions and really valuing other people's opinion. And this really goes to what we're trying to do also with the podcast mm-hmm. is to encourage and inspire leaders to unleash every voice. And so that's part of this is if you are thinking you're the smartest person in the room, and we've all known leaders that are, you know, really have that persona, right? They, Mm -hmm. they come into the room and they think they're the smartest person in the room and they've got all the answers. And what does that do to the team? They, they, they don't understand that. Like, why is there crickets in my team? They, why doesn't anybody ever speak up and give ideas? Well, <laughs> got to put that mirror up. Look at yourself. How are, what environment are you creating? What culture are you creating for people to actually share their voice? Are you curious? Are you a learner? Do you actually say, hey, I don't know everything here. Let's figure this out together. So, yeah, this is such an important one, important point. You know, it's when you said that I was thinking about just some of the leadership development courses that we have done for other organizations and and how interesting it is when we bring something new to the room. And there are people who there will be a few that'll think I know this already and they'll just kind of ride the wave with everybody, but it's interesting to watch the light bulbs go on. And then later, usually much later, you'll have somebody come up to you and say, I really got a lot out of that one concept that you were talking about, and I took that back to my job, and boy, it's really helping me. And to me, that is, that's the grassroots level of doing just this, you know, because it all has to start somewhere. We're not talking about building a leader learning culture where everybody at one time simultaneously starts learning something. You know, we all learn something every single day, but but if we're talking about some kind of formal learning or some kind of um, prescribed learning or something that it's, it's, not something that everybody will dive into at once. It's something that happens usually a little bit at a time, and then it grows as the reputation of the the topic or whatever becomes um, known to other people outside of that inner circle. Does that make sense? Absolutely. And I think what you said about it happening over time is really important. And I know I'm thinking about our listeners out there that don't currently work in learning organizations, organizations that have an, a culture that supports this. And it can be really scary. Mm-hmm. can take a lot of courage and vulnerability to actually step up and say, I don't know when the environment is, you better know what that is. That's your yes. job to know. So how, you know, how can a leader model the way, take small steps towards that, mm-hmm. create that environment, create that culture in their team and then slowly help to move that out into the organization. Yeah. It's going to take, I think, so, so much 
of us reminding people that it's okay to be vulnerable like that because that's what it is. You know, you're showing your vulnerability. I don't know everything and I don't know if I want everybody to know I don't know everything, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> but but it's such an important thing right now. This is what we're all about. You know, we're talking about we need to change the world. We need to save the world. And it's not just climate change. It's everything that's going on. And until leaders, and we're talking about everybody, until people embrace the fact that we don't know everything, it's really time for us to just humble ourselves a little bit, look in the mirror and say, what don't I know? What, what do I need? What, what do I need to be okay with moving forward, right? It's yeah. a little scary, to your point earlier. It's, it's a little scary, but that's okay because you're definitely not alone. We're not I bet we could walk down the street and we'd find that most people we're walking with are feeling that way too. Because that yeah. seems to be since more so since we all came into the pandemic world. Yeah. You know, because people are a little less confident, a little less, you know, sure of themselves. Because you never know, right? You never know what's gonna happen. Yeah, we've all had to become learners throughout this whole last couple of years, right? We've had to learn how to be home. We've had to learn how to mm. protect ourselves. We've had to learn how to, some of us, work from home. Right. Um, and other people having to hold down the fort um, Why other people are staying home. So we've really had to learn a lot of different things. Um, so we're we're in the mode, right? Let's, let's get the best juice out of that while everybody's feeling um, like they've been a learner. Do you want to know what I learned during the pandemic? <laughs> what did you learn during the pandemic? And I know it's still going on. My very, very extroverted tendencies um, got kind of tested. And I learned that I can live just fine in a more introverted world mm. you know and I won't melt in the process that was a huge learning for me I knew I mean we know MBTI that we you know you you will shift wherever you need to shift but for uh, an extended period of time that's a battery drain but um, I found out that I I could actually have my battery regenerated in a different mode if I just let it happen Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Lots of good stuff. You know, there was another need to have, if you will, I, I'll call those guidelines basically, um, that came out of the Edgar Schein book. And, um, to Pam's great point, it had to do with commitment to systemic thinking. Um, she, she said that more than once in when she was visiting with us, that you know, leaders really need to be comfortable and they need to get comfortable with thinking systemically. And um, this makes me also think that actually both of these need-to-haves, that, that first one, which is the commitment to truth through inquiry and dialogue, and then this one, commitment to systemic thinking. Um, the first one is about curiosity basically you know and staying curious um what do you do with that stuff once you're curious what do you do with it and then the other one's a lot about getting down to the root cause of things you know dig down 
so that you can think about how you use, how you address things on a more global level, on a on a bigger picture level. Because systemic really to me is like, how are we looking at the greater good, right? But unless you really understand what the issue is and do the deep dive, it's kind of hard to look at it very far because you really aren't sure if you're going to be effective or if it's whatever you're doing is is um, making sense, like what I just said. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I, systems thinking so important, right? Mm-hmm. And of course, so connected to this whole concept um, uh, that we're trying to talk about uh, in this in this podcast. And so, yeah, and I love the tool five whys. So if people haven't heard about that, you can just Google it, the five whys, but it makes you, it's a process that, that makes you think about the root cause helps you get closer to it anyway, Mm -hmm. because you ask the question, why, you know, not a why, but why curiosity, why, why is that? And you get down to your fifth why you've gotten pretty far, pretty close to that root cause. And it, again, that takes that vulnerability and courage to say, I don't know the answer and also to dig in. And also we think about people sort of putting that challenge in the middle of the table for everyone that we're not going to blame anyone for what happened, but we're actually going to share in the curiosity and share in what the answers are Mm -hmm. that it's not about blaming that it's about uncovering what the issues are and then all coming together to help solve them so Mm -hmm. yeah i love that i love the the systemic thinking it's really really, your your point though about um the five whys and getting the issue on the table that's such a great habit to learn you know I, i think people get become great problem solvers. They become really great critical thinkers when they don't feel threatened by, you know, with, with, oh, is it my fault? Am I accountable for, you know, you're accountable for how you see things. But in this case, you're only accountable to show up and, and participate, you know, and that can, you can get so many things done that way. So many, um, real issues, real, you know, pretty big issues can be addressed when you get a lot of voices, a lot of different perspectives in the room and, and not feeling threatened by, um, others to, you know, don't say the wrong thing. There isn't a wrong thing. It's, it's open, right? Yeah. Because when we get right down to it, when we talk about systems thinking, it's not about the people. No, it's about the systems in which we're working. And so that hopefully helps people to, to engage and to dive in to, and get curious. Good point. Yeah, you know, Pam raised another idea um, of, and I love this idea, about beginning uh, having, wouldn't it be great if employees on their very first day started learning something? You know, they were... They went through some type of development, and that happens throughout their entire career so that they're learning the day they start, and they're learning every day until they leave the job or until they, you know, retire or whatever. And I I just thought that was so rich, and wouldn't it be wonderful to work in an environment like that where 
everything is open to your curiosity, your exploration, experimentation of things. You know, that's how innovation really evolves, isn't it? Where people are just, you know, the what ifs. What if we did this? What if, you know, I think the whole idea, though, of having an organization, that's a, that's a learning culture, right? That's yeah. a true learning culture where people know that when I start my job here, I'm going to be learning from this point until I leave. Yeah. That's yeah. heaven. <laughs> yeah. And it, it's an interesting concept, too, because oftentimes when we're hiring people, we're hiring them for their expertise. Mm-hmm. So when they arrive, we're our expectation and their expectation is they're coming to tell us how to do it right. They're the expert. But if they come with a mindset of a beginner's mindset of saying, what can I learn? Mm-hmm. That changes everything. And it does, like you said, it, it creates an expectation and an environment for innovation. So I have to spin off a little on this because you said something that really um, made me think for a second. What does it say? You know, when a person is hired because of their skills and their experience, their knowledge, whatever, right? And they come to to share what they they know because otherwise a, a business would not have hired them if they didn't need something, right? But what does it say when the business, once you're in the door, says, oh, well, we don't do it that way here? Or, no, I'm sorry. Yeah, I know that you came here to do this, but we don't do that. You're going to have to learn it this way. So you go from being open and, and open and willing to share what you know and take people to the next stage in their, in their business world, and, and then you find out that you're going to be put in a box. Well, that learning culture, it's different because the box doesn't exist right? It's like you can come in, you might come in thinking you're going to be able to share your experience and knowledge and everything, and you will. And while you're here, we're also going to make sure that we feed you. You know, we feed you knowledge, we feed you new information that's going to help you become even more confident and more um, sure of yourself and better able to handle the complexity that's before us, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's a partnership, Right, it's a partnership. I've seen it go awry so many times with new employees who are energized and inspired and they want to come in and they want to make all this change. And the learning mindset has to be on both ends of that. The yes. the new employee needs to bring their energy and their knowledge and their experience and understand how does it fit in this because every organization has a culture mm-hmm. and that's a positive thing. So understanding and honoring the history and the the current culture, and at the same time, you know the the organization is embracing this new perspective and new knowledge. So it it's sort of interwoven together. This partnership of learning together, and would that be nice? It would be great, and I think it's needed when we think about why we even started this podcast. You know, is because things aren't working. Yeah. You know, there are things we can't go back to the way things used to be. And so businesses that think or or organizations that think that it's going to be okay, we'll get back to normal and we'll bring in our new employees and we'll do just what we've always done in the past, but we're finding that through the great resignation and other things that people don't want that anymore. So 
the challenge for leaders is to, you know, turn all that upside down and figure out what do I need to do differently, right? It's, yeah. it's not that easy. Yeah. Yeah. And what do I need to do differently in partnership with the employees, which is kind of what um, we were talking about here and Edgar Schein's talking about and mm -hmm. Pam's talking about is it's this partnership piece. It's the we're learning together mm -hmm. and we want your ideas and we want your perspective and we want to engage you. It's and again, it's not this is not new. No, <laughs> it's not new. We want but we do know that the pandemic and some of the other, like the social justice issues and those sort of things, all these coming together is helping people get a little more clarity and urgency around let's solve some of these issues. Yeah. It's, it's now's the time, you know? Yeah. And I think that's what we're here for to help. You know, we're here to help people make it okay to step into the unknown a little bit, right? And even if the unknown's been around for a long time, it may not have been something that was practiced by everybody. So this is a, this is a, we're helping you. <laughs> so I really do hope that the listen, listeners took the opportunity to listen to that podcast last week with Pam. Um, if they did, I know that they heard, hopefully they heard her three, but really five, um, practical things that leaders can do, uh, we asked for three, and she gave us more, which was so Pam. You know, she's so generous with things. But um, the practical things that leaders can do to increase their capabilities, and um, if you didn't, I really encourage you to listen to that podcast because it it those those three to five things are rich. She talks about them throughout the entire podcast, and there are so many more nuggets that are you know in that same however many minutes, not enough minutes as far as I'm concerned, we could have gone with her for a long time. I am so glad we took this time to reflect on our discussion during the last episode with Pam McLean. Just reflecting with you, Crystal, on that experience and connecting dots with other thought leaders like Edgar Schein, Peter Schein, and Peter Sange, I see so much opportunity for us to enhance our own leader coaching, consulting, and development work to help leaders navigate the complexity of now. Of course, we hope you all will help us keep this conversation going. If you have questions or comments about the show, you can find us on all our social media channels. We have many more inspiring and insightful episodes ahead of us, so please be sure to subscribe to our podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. It's free. If there's someone in your network you believe would find this episode insightful, please share it with them via text, email, or take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram and tag us at lifting underscore leaders. You'll find information about us, our guests, and the show on our website at liftingleaderspodcast.com. You'll find episode notes there as well. Many thanks to Chance Roberts for his outstanding technical support of our show. We couldn't do it without him, that's for sure. No way. Trisha, it's been really fun having you take the lead today. Thanks for being my co-host. And many thanks to you, our listening audience. Please find ways every day to lift each other up. Have a great week. Take care. Take care.